This episode is sponsored by Live Oak Bank. Live Oak's dedicated hardware store financing team has the experience to confidently guide you through the lending process and can provide a financing plan to help your business thrive. Whether you're looking to refinance or fund an acquisition, a real estate purchase, a partner buyout, or an expansion, Live Oak can support your goals. They know the work that you put in day in and day out to be a successful independent retail hardware store owner. With Live Oak's dedication to speed, efficiency, customer service, and in-depth knowledge of the retail hardware industry, they'll take you where you need to go. For more information, visit liveoakbank.com slash hardware dash store, or call Brian Meisenheimer at 571-217-3022. Hello, and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I'm Lindsay Thompson, Senior Editor for the North American Hardware and Paint Association, and I'm excited to continue our series on Young Retailer of the Year honorees. For 27 years, the association has been highlighting the next generation of aspiring independent home improvement and paint retailers and recognizing individual achievement in the industry by retailers 35 years of age or younger throughout the U.S., its territories, and Canada. In today's episode of the podcast, we're going to showcase two more retailers of the 11 honorees that were selected in 2023. First up in this episode, I talk with Austin Deal, Director of Retail Operations at Randy's Hardware in Virginia. At 2.30 a.m. on Saturday, February 26, 2022, Austin was awakened by a message from the Mount Jackson store manager. The store was on fire and the fire department was on the scene, but there was nothing they could do. The store was a complete loss. This tragedy didn't stop Austin's determination to bring back the Mount Jackson store, this time even better than before. Austin's management of company operations allowed the Mount Jackson team to have the store back up and running at full strength in record time, barely 100 days after the store went up in flames. Well, Austin, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, What does it mean to you to be a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, it's a huge honor, of course. Um, I never thought I would get here. When I joined uh, Randy's Hardware seven years ago, I had heard of the award um, and uh, NHPA and thought that would be really cool, but never thought I'd actually achieved that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a huge honor recognition and something that I'll have, you know, with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Through your journey so far, through your career so far, um, what are some of the keys to your success in the industry? Who or what has helped you achieve what you have achieved so far? I think that I've been pretty fortunate. I've had actually a lot of really strong mentors throughout my career, both in hardware uh, and beforehand as well. Um, so people like uh, Christian Herrick, who's our current CEO, uh, Josh Lambert, uh, I guess different people throughout my career have really kind of helped shape me and teach me what it means to kind of be a leader and um, how strong leadership is kind of the pinnacle to success. Um, I think that you know some of the things that I try to focus on um, is just the ability to get buy-in Mm-hmm. Uh, for the many changes that we have to go through uh, on a year basis, you know, we have to be able to get employees to truly buy into uh, those changes for them to be successful. Um, I try to do that through employee first leadership, uh, where, you know, I'm working with the employees and, you know, what they have going on in their lives and, you know, trying to figure out ways that we can be flexible to, to have a better work life balance. Uh, we just, we just see that. 
employees who are happy tend to work harder. They show up more regularly. Um, and, you know, that's really important to developing a culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that, you know, is kind of important to me is the ability to like listen to others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of cheesy, but they, they, uh, there's an acronym that stuck with me forever and it's team and it stands for together. Everyone achieves more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have taken that to heart to just listen to everybody else's ideas and then try to find a way that we can, uh, kind of mold all of them together. And that from what I've found yields a much better result. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. That's really key to, um, having a successful operation. Um, so we are thankfully on the backside of, you know, the worldwide pandemic of 2020 and, and beyond. Um, but there's still some, you know, different challenges, I think, facing independent retailers. You know, from your perspective, what are some of those challenges, uh, you know, kind of looking at the rest of 2023, 2024 for independent retailers? I think we all know, like the biggest one most certainly is inflation. Um and that's the key word that, you know, everybody's throwing around, but there's some, some smaller things that lead up to into and play with inflation. Declining margins is one of the things that we're seeing, uh, in, in our business, um, especially this year, 2023. Um, and what we're noticing is that, you know, popularity code A items are holding on to price because of price image. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a standoff where who's going to raise it first? Cause once that first person, uh, raises it, we all will, right? So um, that's one of the challenges is, you know, trying to maintain that price image Mm -hmm. uh, through all of the inflationary uh, pressures that we're seeing. Um, Obviously, we've we've got a decrease in traffic, uh, especially in the uh, areas like outdoor living and grilling, um, some more of the disposable income areas that we're trying Mm -hmm. to solve for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, just the general public is really starting to feel that uh, inflationary pressure and, mm-hmm. uh, really starting to worry about, you know, spending, uh, without thinking. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, with time and, um, some of the things we're working on, we're going to solve for these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of on the flip side, what are some of the opportunities that, um, independent retailers have for the rest of the year? And, um, maybe, you know, as a whole and maybe for you specifically at Randy's do it best. Sure. Um, I think so. One of the things that really interests me uh, right now is this evolution of brick and mortar retail. Um, and we're seeing it in the retail industry just in general, where it used to be you had brick and mortar stores and then you had online retailers like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're both kind of drifting towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Amazon's opening and other online only businesses are opening small brick and mortar uh, pop up locations. Mm-hmm. Um, with Amazon Fresh and things like that. Uh, and of course, retailers have uh, been moving towards e-commerce for you know 10 years now. Sure. Um, but I really feel like um, the pandemic has accelerated that move digitally for brick and mortar um, mm-hmm. and really shown how important it's going to be to not only operate in our communities in the physical space, but also the digital space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so that's, that's one of the opportunities we have as retail where, uh, you know, we've had, you know, quite, quite a few many years that, um, it was get a website, get a website, go to e-commerce, be able to shop on your website. But w- where I kind of see that going is that's the bare minimum now. Mm-hmm. And what's that next step look like? And, um, 
you're seeing a lot of, you know, social media platforms and YouTube and mm -hmm. uh, you have to be on all of these and be active and almost be like a media company as well, sure. just to try to make it. So I think that's a huge opportunity for us. Um, we, uh, we've started really diving into YouTube and starting making produced YouTube videos, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to see where that takes our online presence. Yeah. What, what are those YouTube videos about? Are you doing like product reviews or just talking about your business? Yeah. So it's, um, we're trying to mix, um, we're working with the marketing company that's local, uh, to kind of our area. And we were brainstorming ideas and we wanted a mix of, uh, like project ideas showing that, mm -hmm. um, Hey, you can do this project and all of the things you need are in our stores. Mm. Um, try to combat the marketing of Home Depot and Lowe's and, um, you know, but they're not, they're not always going to be projects. Some of them could be, um, events that we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. we want to kind of a broad, a broad range. We want to tell our story, you know, and just yeah. be more than just a place to go buy things. You know, we want to be kind of an atmosphere and uh, a brand. And I think that, you know, People buy brands more than they buy products. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's such a great um, segue to, to also capture some of the younger audience. You know, you know, a lot of um, independent retailers, their audience is getting older, and so they need to find ways to capture those those younger um, consumers. So that's really cool. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw it on your. I think it might have been one of the NHPA's podcasts, or uh, no, it was uh, in one of the magazines, mm -hmm. and it stuck out. And it said that uh, people have to age into our industry, yeah. so we can try as much as we want to go younger. But younger may not have houses; they may not have needs for you know repair uh, or building. Yeah. So we all we almost have to yeah hold their attention and just be relevant long mm -hmm. enough for them to age into yeah. our um our industry which really struck me as you're like duh like that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah absolutely absolutely um so randy's hardware you guys had uh, a pretty major i mean i don't want to call it a tragedy or pretty major um occurrence last year one of your stores had a major fire and I actually did a story on that about how the, just the community really rallied around you guys and you were able to reopen very quickly. Um, so it kind of leads into my next question is why is um, engaging with your community so important to you and, and to your operation? Definitely a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to touch on the fire one, um, when, that, when that happened, the only reason we were able to open so quickly is because the community rallied around and supported us. Mm -hmm. um, we had more people in the Timberville store, which is where, where Randy spends the majority of his time, mm -hmm. um, wanting to know what happened, what they can do. Uh, we got offered warehouses, use of equipment, um, leads on new buildings, stuff mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we would say can see tons of time and a lot of money to have those resources available to even start to rebuild. So, um, Number one, that's why it's important is because you never know when something's going to happen. And, you know, our community showed us what they meant to us or what we mean, what we mean to them. Yeah. Uh, which in turn, you know, just proves how much they mean to us. They're vital to our success. Um, from a more personal side, um, you know, 
it's fun listening to Randy talk. He's been in the hardware industry a very long time and, you know, he's just a wealth of knowledge and stories. And he talks, has always talked about how the hardware store has been like the hub of the community where people come to talk and uh, figure out what's going on. Uh, if they have a question, you know, they go there for answers. Um, and so just being that centralized location where people can come to get answers is I think very important. Uh, and, uh, you know, I haven't seen Amazon in Timberville, Virginia, uh, supporting our community. So, um, we, we have to, we have to do that. It's, it's, uh, our kids and our families and uh, our livelihoods that's, uh, you know, at stake there. Um, and of course my kid, my kids are growing up in this community. So I want them to grow up in as good of a community as they can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Austin. So, um, one last question for you. So what excites you most about our industry? Like what gets you up in the morning? What gets you motivated to, uh, to do what you do? I like doing what I do because there's always something different. Um, it's always a new challenge. Each day throws me something different. I don't have a monotonous job. It's mm -hmm. always changing. Um, what I'm excited for is, uh, to see, you know, this digital shift and where we're kind of headed. Um, we're working on some pretty cool things. We talked about YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that we're, uh, as a company, working on is a new software for uh, steel. So we became a steel dealer, uh, and we're currently developing our own version of software to track the life of a steel repair from the moment that it enters our door to the moment that leaves and everything that happens in between mm -hmm. uh, to give our customers a better experience. And it's our first time actually developing our own software instead of, you know, buying or, or renting or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever We're, we built it. My uh, operations manager and I are working together to build it from the ground up. And that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing is that when I came into the industry, it was really interesting um, from the outside coming in and the topic of discussion was always um, what's your secession plan? What's the secession plan? We have a secession plan problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the years I've been here, I've watched that problem actually be kind of solved. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing is kind of the next generation of hardware retailers emerging. Mm -hmm. um, very young, talented, uh, smart individuals that are, stepping up to kind of lead this industry uh, into the future. And I've had the pleasure of meeting with and talking to quite a few of them, um, not only do it best members, but uh, across ACE, True Value, Orgle. And um, it's, it's pretty exciting time to be in this industry uh, mm -hmm. for me and kind of to see where we take it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You So three of our main pillars for 2023 as an association to help educate and provide resources on our um, employee engagement, but then technology and business transition succession planning. So it's pretty awesome that you just hit on two of the three. Um, and I think that technology um, can maybe turn some people off um, sometimes because they're just, you know, they just think of like expensive or like, you know, state of the art. But I think that you guys have proven that technology is, um, you know, pretty comprehensive, like, you know, developing your own software that you guys did, you know, that's kind of a, I mean, that's a big thing, but the YouTube thing, that's, 
and I want to, I don't want to call it basic, like insulting, but that's a basic thing that only, you know, any retailer can pick up and utilize. So yeah. I think, Lindsay, you know, it's interesting. It hit me pretty recently. I was watching a video on the monetization of YouTube mm-hmm. and you have to get fairly big to get there, but in theory, it could be another uh, revenue stream for, you know, a score like ours, if we could gain a following. So that that's something that how do you get there is a very different answer. Um, right. It takes a lot of time and effort to produce the type of content I think you need to be there. But mm-hmm. just an interesting kind of side thought is, you know, it's not just about being relevant or, you know, being seen or being loud in uh, the marketing space, but it can actually turn into revenue, which is yeah pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Well, Austin, it was a pleasure getting to know you um, a little bit more today. And I'm really excited to get to meet you in person in Dallas in a couple of weeks. Yeah, looking forward to it. Now we'll hear from Katie Pruce, manager and part owner of Abbotsford Paint and Decorating, Abbotsford Commercial Paints, Chilliwack Decorating Center, and Garrison Village Paint and Decorating in British Columbia, Canada. Katie has implemented various strategies to attract and retain customers to her operation. She collaborated with local businesses that sell home decor to create complimentary color collections in her operation to make shopping easier for customers. She also partnered with local real estate agents supplying store-branded brushes and gift cards to new homeowners. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Katie. I really appreciate it. Uh, What does it mean to you to be a Young Retailer of the Year honoree? Um, Well, I'm very grateful to have received that. It's it's a nice notion to kind of solidify that you're in the right spot and you're doing what you should be doing and that the space that was, you know, created for you from the first generation is, is you're doing everything right. So that's a very nice feeling because for a while it was, I don't think that this is for me. So it was nice to get um, nominated, first of all, and then to actually get following through. That was a nice, a, a good feeling to, to have. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been in the industry on and off for a long time since you were um, pretty young. So who, who or what along the way has kind of, has kind of led to your successes has kind of been guiding you along the way? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it it was obviously my dad who started the business with one store and now we have four. So he's definitely worked hard. It was not easy, an easy road for him at all. I find it was a lot more paved out for me. So I'm very grateful that my dad went through all those hardships along with my mom, because when you're partners, you kind of go through everything together. So they've, they've seen it all. They've experienced it all. So he was definitely a push, but in the right amount, he never forced this on me. He never said, you know, if you're not here, there's not going to be the next generation of this story. He never made me feel like this is what I had to do. It was just always Mm -hmm. an offer. And well, it wasn't really until I ran out of money doing a different job that I realized that I did something a little bit more stable than sure. uh, flying off to different countries and bartending. So, <laughs> which still sounds pretty cool, but <laughs> it definitely had its moments. But uh, there was nothing like FaceTiming your family and realizing that you had no money left in your bank account that you should probably figure something out. Sure, sure. Um, but you had a even when you weren't in the hardware or I'm sorry, in the paint side of things, you, you had a retail background though. So did that, was that helpful as you jumped back into the family business? 
Oh, for sure. I, my first boss, I was very grateful for him because he was, there were a locally owned restaurants. So, um, training their employees to be another version of themselves was very important to them. So I was very grateful for that because he taught me ways to not necessarily say that the customer is always right, but have, um, their feelings upfront and at, at the forefront and then going from there. So that was really big in this industry where people struggle a little bit with um, paint and problems and color. And Mm -hmm. so many times we've helped people because, you know, their house is burned down or they're repainting because their partner has passed away and they wanted Mm -hmm. to do a nice new fresh start. So along with all those, there's, there's a lot of feelings involved in this. And I got a lot of that from being a waitress for seven years at one restaurant and one restaurant only. So sure. Sure. That's really awesome. Um, so we're almost halfway through 2023, which seems crazy. And yeah. thank goodness it feels like the pandemic is, you know, kind of in our pretty much in our rear view mirrors, but mm-hmm. you know, there's still different challenges facing independent retailers. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges um, for your operation and maybe just in general for independent retailers for the rest of this year and kind of into 2024? Um, I think it's going to be riding the end of the wave. So retailers were very in the paint industry and hardware industry were very fortunate because people were stuck at home and they realized that, oh, I could use a paint job in here and I've got to stay in my house. I might as well put money towards that. We had, you know, lots of people rebuilding decks or redoing their cabinets and things like that. So I think a lot of it is going to learn how to dance after this and figuring Mm -hmm. out that, okay, everybody's houses are now painted. So now we need to get into a different groove of supplying maybe something else or something they hadn't thought about to Mm -hmm. supplement this potential slow phase that we might see, especially because those years were were so busy. They were insanely crazy. And people that, you know, spent money on traveling decided to paint the exterior of their house, which is now a huge cost and a huge job to get done and takes a lot of time. And especially living here in BC, there's maybe two perfect days a year that you can paint. So it gets very tricky for people to time their painting and and get painters. So it's um it's going to be interesting to try and supplement what they've done and, mm-hmm. you know, offer them things that maybe they didn't do during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to be doing hopefully with the next six months. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of on, you know, on the flip side of that, and you kind of alluded to that, what are some of the biggest opportunities, you know, you already mentioned, you know, kind of just refocusing um, your customers intention on, on different, products and services they might need. Where Are there any other opportunities that you see in the next 6, 12, 18 months? Um, I think it's going to be a lot more getting back to personal. Like during mm-hmm. the pandemic, people were ordering things online. They were ordering colors online. And I think one of the big advantages to the independent retailers is coming and getting information and getting something that actually is of value to what you're doing. And helping people with like, oh, did you know that you could paint tiles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? And maybe changing the way that they were thinking about painting or um, going back to, I used to host classes um, Mm -hmm. on, I mean, my dad used to host classes on stenciling Mm -hmm. and faux finishing. And I think we're going to get the kind of new version of that of um, 
all those beautiful Venetian plasters that are coming back and all of those things. So I think we'll see more return on that and giving peace people that personal experience that they maybe missed from, you know, online shopping, picking and checking out. So I think that we're going to see hopefully some need of people coming in because they want the experience again. They want that slow help and guidelines. And, you know, I mean, we print out instructions with a couple of our products and mm-hmm. I think giving that is, is going to be huge for the independent retailer because it's something that we offer. We mm-hmm. um, are in it. A lot of us do our own projects at home or have done renovations or have gone through, you know, an insurance claim of some sort. And now mm-hmm. we're able to help people um, pick up from those spots and give them actual certified advice on what we happen to be good at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, omni-channel is such a, like such a buzzword right now, but I think that, um, independent retailers have the opportunity, you know, you guys have during the pandemic, you had to do the e-commerce, you had to do the buy online, pick up, uh, curbside, um, now you have the opportunity to go back to your roots and, you know, combine both of those and, you know, offer that level of service that your customers expect. So that's really cool. So you're, haven't, you've, you've been really successful professionally in the operation, but you've also been really successful being involved in your community. So why is community involvement and being engaged with your community so important to you and to your business? Um, I mean, honestly, I never look at the business side of things. Um, I only just look at helping out where we can. Um, I'm always just going to look at the community and I mean, going through the flood that we did back Mm -hmm. in 2021 was crazy. Like I get goosebumps still to this day of seeing the community just outreach and come together. And I mean, we literally saw farmers in rowboats picking up their calves out of the water. And like, it was crazy to see that. And I just, it really, it was, it was weird, all of the different businesses that came together. So we have a couple of businesses beside us and Mm -hmm. behind us. And we all just like took turns after work, picking up from all of the locations that people were dropping Mm -hmm. off and grabbing um with money donations we were grabbing gift cards um the restaurant that i used to work at is actually right beside me and he was donating gift cards and doing Mm -hmm. packed lunches and stuff like that for people because i mean people weren't even allowed back in their home so if Mm -hmm. they left or were out with whatever they were out with that was it like they didn't have pajamas Mm -hmm. things like that and they weren't allowed back into their their house Mm -hmm. um So it was, it was really rallying together. And part of that is just, yeah, I don't really look at the, the business side of things Mm -hmm. of people seeing a a Benjamin Moore bag go out with sweaters in it. It's just literally everybody goes through hardships and everybody Mm -hmm. goes through hard times. And you need to, when you're up at the top, think of people that, that aren't. And, um, they make it easy to be involved in this community um, between the different um, organizations that I'm a part of. There's always an option of, um, you know, a raffle at a golf tournament. We host a golf tournament twice a year, one with our organization and then one for our contractors. Mm -hmm. And there's always a 50, 50 draw. And 
even just from our painters, I don't think anybody has ever taken the other half of the 50-50. It's always gone to whatever the donation is that needed our help that year. And it's, you always just, you always, it always comes back around. So you have to, when you can offer the help and when you can't hope that it's going to come back your way. And I think that's very true in locally owned businesses. You're going to see lulls and dry spells and you have to help those places when you do and um so like during covid when we were very busy and restaurants were we Mm -hmm. did take out for our staff Mm -hmm. once once every so often and we bought um you know covid boxes where Mm -hmm. we picked up little things from small retailers and small shops and made a box for our staff to just say thank you for the ones that we mm-hmm. had to lay off that couldn't work or that were um you know were older or susceptible we had to keep that in mm-hmm. to consideration so we were at a high of you know people were ordering for their house nine to ten gallons at a time which we haven't seen since mm-hmm. pre-2008 recession people mm-hmm. don't buy paint for their whole house they buy it at a lower increment so when we were seeing that it was like oh, okay we've got to dump that back in. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest part of supporting a locally owned Mm -hmm. um, business is that it is going to get directly put back into the, into the community. It doesn't matter how you slice it. I will always go pick up something that I can from a small shop. Mm -hmm. And that's because I feel that directly. So whenever you're supporting a small business, you're supporting every small business in your town. So, Yeah. Oh, that's what a refreshing perspective. And there's nothing else that I can add to that. I love, I love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, so Katie, one last question for you. Um, what excites you most about our industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you moving and, and getting to work? Not much. Um, <laughs> it's, it's exhausting being a business owner. Sure. Um, but I, I know that, um, events like this, whenever you can get together. Mm-hmm. Um, All Pro is a great example of this. Their twice a year field trips mm-hmm. are everything. They keep you connected. Mm-hmm. They see what businesses are doing well with. I think they're vital people that miss out on, on both a year. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you need to go to one of them. You need to pick one of these shows. Um, we'd usually go to all of them and the national hardware show, mm-hmm. um, when it was in Vegas, because that was very close for us. Um, So whenever always going to those, they keep you going. You've got a Mm -hmm. countdown of, Oh, okay. And a couple, couple more months, it's going to be my big therapy session with all my other retailers. And I get to see, Oh, how did you deal with that product? You know, you're, you're shopping around at these events and then you run into somebody and they're like, Oh, I just bought this. And you're like, Oh, I'm buying it too. And then Mm -hmm. at the next show you get to be like, Oh, how are you doing with this? Mm -hmm. And they'll give you a slice of input because you're not directly competing with these other retailers. They are from, you know, some of my, my best friends in this industry are from Texas Mm -hmm. and Rhode Island. Like I'm not, there's no competition there. It's just genuine, sweet, this is what I'm doing. This is what's working well for me. And this is what didn't, or just seeing how different things affect those. And that really, really strives me because, um, you get people that, that are doing what you do and do it on Saturday and do it on Sunday and very different from every other business that I've, I've been in. So it's, uh, 
those those definitely definitely keep me going yeah. in the morning <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely well katie thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it no problem thanks lindy